You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hey, greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1486. Well, of late, it has been hotter than blue blazes here in the U.S., so Horse Radio Network founder Glenn the Geek sat down with Michael from Kemen Equine to chat about heat stress in horses. Well, I'm back on with Michael, who's sales manager for North America. I think he's actually gotten a promotion since we had him on last. And he's from Kemen Equine. This time, I had him on to speak about the warm, very hot weather we've all been having. I know we're setting record highs in much of the country. The southwest is boiling. Uh, Here in Florida, we're dying. In the south, we're dying. Texas, where you live, is just a nightmare right now. It's been hot. It sure has. You can uh, you can say that twice. Yeah, <laughs> you guys you guys have been baking over there in Texas. So I think it's good at this point to review heat and how it affects horses and heat stress and all of that stuff. And let's start with the formula again. I know we've gone over this before, and I know people have seen it before, but it it we forget what the formula is. So let's review that. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I always like educating horse owners about this. Um, at the same time, whenever I put it into context, it's a bit depressing because it makes me look at the thermometer and realize that, uh, you know, you really can't go outside for much time before you're just really depressed and wondering why you're around horses. Um, so for this formulation, it's very, very easy. You take the temperature in Fahrenheit. So in this case, again, this is a bit depressing. I look at today's temperature in North Texas, and we're at 104. Okay, we're so at 93. So, well, very you, you you're beating deep. us. <laughs> you got me beat going the right way. So we'll take 104. That's our that's our uh, temperature in Fahrenheit, and then we add that relative humidity. So in this case, again. Out of pure depression, you look at the relative humidity, and we're at about 40% right now. Okay. Had a little bit of a rain shower uh, this weekend, so it's a bit humid. So we add that 40, uh, 40% humidity. So that puts us at a sum of 144. Okay, well, so I got your beat there. Uh, we're at 93 degrees and 78% humidity, so we're at 171. Wonderful. So that just seems extremely pleasant, you know, if you're just wanting to, to lay around in the shade. And, yeah, exactly. You're being the air conditioning. Sweat the pounds away. So we take that sum and then we look at a scale. So number one, if you're less than 130 total points, you're considered a low risk. The horse's cooling system should function normally. A typical horse should be able to cool themselves off just fine. Now, obese and heavily muscled horses, they they could still have an issue. But if we go above that, so if we start to look at 131 points to 150 points, you're in that medium risk category. Cooling efficiency is significantly decreased. Horses may sweat up a little more easily. Overheating is certainly a possibility with prolonged activity. So that's when we really want to start keeping an eye on these horses. Move up to the next level, and that's 151 to 180. So this would fall right in where you're at. This is considered high risk. Significant decrease in cooling efficiency. Humidity contributes over 50% of that total score. And the ability to release heat through sweating is significantly reduced. Remember, in that just super, super humid, muggy environment, horses don't have the uh, ability to have that evaporative cooling effect because there's so much moisture already in the air. So you want to start watching for signs of heat stress 
and ensure that a cool down after exercise is is certainly instituted. And we want to make sure those horses aren't exhibiting too many symptoms of that high risk. The next level is greater than 180 total score, and this is considered the danger zone. The horse is no longer able to regulate body temperature. The horse's cooling system is completely ineffective, and risk of heat stroke or heat stress is significantly high. So a good example that we like to use just for the general audience, if we look at the whole country, 75 degrees Fahrenheit plus 60 degrees or 60% relative humidity would be 135. And that puts you right in that medium risk environment. So, you know, and I assume this also, what this doesn't take into account, I mean, it is a good guide, and we kind of use it here in Florida, too. Although, to be honest, you don't feel like being outside. So, I mean, you're not, you're not overworking your horse when you're not outside. Um, are there certain groups of horses that are higher risk? You mentioned obese and heavily muscled horses as one. Yeah, certainly. So as you mentioned, obese, heavily muscled horses, they just, they lack the ability to easily cool themselves off. Um, they're horses that are not acclimated to those higher temperatures. So think of it this way, you know, for your, for your area, if you're down there in Florida, horses that live down there, this is a seasonal norm for them for the most part. Now, obviously, if anybody's been watching the weather or reading the news, we're in this odd heat bubble and obviously we're a little bit higher than normal. Um, but for the most part, horses that are acclimated to a certain region have a much better um, physiological ability to regulate that temperature. Horses that might be coming from the northeast down to your market they would be significantly challenged. They're used to much cooler temperatures, maybe lower relative humidity. So when you take them from an area that they're acclimated to and insert them into an area that they're not used to, that's very hot and very humid, you can have a heat stress event. They just cannot manage that heat very well. No different than us. If I go spend three months up in Jackson Hole and then I come back down to college station texas i am going to be absolutely miserable because i have lost the ability to manage that that big swing in temperature um, also horses that don't have any shade or limited airflow so think stall or trailer for limited airflow or out in a big open paddock um, for lack of shade so those horses they have they don't have the the environmental precursors to help kind of cool back off so, so if they're out there and, you know, we see them, what do we look for to see if our horses got heat stress or, you know, is getting way overheated? Well, that's a very good one. And these are pretty easy tools to just to kind of keep in the back of your mind to be looking for. So one is their breathing rate. That's a, a really easy, easy one to see. Are their nostrils flared? Are they having a hard time breathing? Um, and are their breaths per minute greater than 60? That'd be something I'd certainly keep an eye on. Um, reduced feed uh, or water intake. When they start getting really down, they just, they don't feel like eating and they, you know, you'd think that oh, if they're really hot, they'd be drinking a lot of water. Well, if they're feeling really poor, they might not feel like doing much of anything. So a rectal temperature of greater than 103 degrees Fahrenheit is a good indicator, along with an increased heart rate. Profuse sweating. So if you see your horse all of a sudden, just a, a whole bunch of sweat all over it, they might be dealing with an issue trying to cool themselves off. Again, horses will sweat just like people. That evaporative cooling effect kicks in and it helps reduce body temperature. Um, droopy ears, if they're restless, lethargic, if they just seem a little depressed or off, 
Um, dehydration, so check for tenting of the skin. I think we've talked about that last time. You can pinch that skin on their neck, pull it out, and see if it's tenting. Um, that could be a precursor for dehydration or a good indicator of dehydration. Um, muscle cramps, so if they seem like they're tying up on you. And then, of course, uh, the worst one being colic because that's just uh, – that can, you know, be a, be a really bad situation for them and cause a host of other health issues. So what happens if I'm I'm out at the barn and I see my horse has several of these signs and I pinch the skin and you know I see that they they you know my pony's got breathing heavy and just looks miserable right uh, what do I do you know one thing that I recommend first and foremost is get that horse somewhere where it can be comfortable you can take a big sigh of relief so find some shade get some airflow blowing over that horse especially if you're in that really humid area do your best to get some airflow going over that animal. Um, also cold water, start drenching that horse down. You know, there's always been this debate. Well, you know, if, if I hit my horse with cold water, is it going to go into shock? It's really not something. It's always been anecdotal that that might have an effect, but start cooling that horse off, you know, spray him down with nice cold water and keep spraying him down until when you put your hand on the outside of that horse, it feels cool to the touch or cooler to the touch. And then leave that water. Let that water sit on that horse so you get some of that evaporative cooling effect with that that air blowing over the animal. It'll certainly start to pull some of that heat away, and that horse will start to get comfortable again. Once he starts to feel a bit more comfortable, then make sure that he has access to plenty of cool, clean, fresh water. Um, that's critical. A lot of folks will say, well, my horse has a pond or my horse has a big stock tank out there. Um, he has plenty of access to water. Well, we need to make sure that it is cool, it's clean, it's going to um, encourage that horse to consume as much water as he can possibly handle just to get that core temperature back down. Basically, cool water is the answer. Absolutely. You're, you're exactly right on that. Cool water and, and plenty of airflow. So what are some other stressors that go along with heat stress? Well, you know, it's when we talk about these heat stress events, we see them compounded when we start to look at these other stressors. So trailering a horse, um, you know, the farrier comes out, the horse is already hot, irritable, uncomfortable, and then suddenly we're doing something with him he just doesn't want to be dealing with. That can certainly add to a heat stress event. Uh, but then some of the other things is, you know, just the you know, the, the normal stuff that he's experiencing every day. So he's out there commingled with other horses. You know, he, maybe he's not feeling good. He's got allergies. All of these things conducive to owning a horse are all going to contribute to how much stress he's dealing with. And we're going to just can be compounding that with heat stress. So obviously we can't control the weather and it's going to do what it's doing, but what can we do on the management side? How can we manage our horses better? Obviously, the things we talked about as far as environment, but is there anything else we can do to help manage uh, them so that they deal with the weather better? Absolutely. And it's funny, you, you mentioned controlling the weather. A good friend of mine had, had read a book and was telling me about the difference between being a thermometer and a thermostat. I would love to be a thermostat in this situation where we could just turn it down and, and manage some of the stresses, but we can do that to a degree with better management practices. One, know your horse. Nobody knows your horse better than you do. So start monitoring those conditions, the temperature, the humidity, what's the best time of day for me to go out and exercise my horse. You know, and that'll give us an idea of when we can really get out there. We can continue to train these horses, but we can mitigate some of the effects that temperature and humidity might have. So whether it's early in the morning or late in the evening, 
start there. Um, give your horse some time to acclimate. So if you're coming from up north, coming down south, you know, just give that horse a, a few days just to get adjusted uh, and do your part to make sure he stays nice and cool and gives them some time to ease into what's going on around him in that environment. Um, thirdly, ease into training. So don't just go out there, saddle up your horse, start warming him up at a pretty brisk pace right away. You might just start gradually warming him up and then do your periodic check-ins. How's his breathing? How's his heart rate? What's his core temperature look like? Um, because we can always pull that horse out of exercise, cool him back off, and then um, and resume training after he cools back down. Another thing that we can do is a nutritional approach. One thing that Kemen has done is we've developed Kentrace chromium. And, you know, chromium is really unique because it's a trace mineral, but it's been proven to improve insulin function in cattle, swine, um, poultry, horses. And what that's really going to do is just help utilize glucose more efficiently and keep that horse from getting stressed out during exercise. Additionally, adding Kentrace chromium, which is the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium propionate that is proven to improve insulin sensitivity, along with helping clear more blood glucose. Evidence also suggests that insulin is a key component in an animal's response to heat stress. So, making sure that we're keeping all those things in check can help actually mitigate some of the physiological symptoms of that heat stress. Additionally, chromium has been shown to reduce body temperature and respiratory rate during a heat stress event. So, so this, so how do I get it? One of the questions we get all the time about Kemen, and we, you know, we talk about you guys every week, is uh, I can't go out and buy it directly, but they, but listeners can make sure and double check their feed and supplement companies to make sure that Kemen is in those, right? Well, thank you, Glenn, and we actually get that call quite frequently as well. You know, how do I get this product? It's important to remember that Chem and Equine, we're an ingredient company. So, you know, being science-based, working with the university, working with our laboratories, we create these specialized ingredients that have a, a performance benefit to the animal. And we take those products and directly to the feed company or the supplement companies. So what we recommend is reaching out to your preferred feeder supplement, com- feeder supplement company and ask them if they're formulating these ingredients in their products. You can also visit www.kemin.com slash equine heat stress. That's K-E-M-I-N equine.com. And you can find products out there that are commercially available um, through our Buy It Now that actually are already utilizing Chemtrace Chromium uh, that might be that nutritional benefit for your horse to mitigate heat stress. Uh, in addition to that, a lot of these resources that we talked about here today, that Kemen heat chart that talks about um, your temperature plus your relative humidity, what to watch for symptom-wise, that's all available on our website as well. And I know that you have one of your summits coming up too. Absolutely, yep. So our third annual Equus Summit will be coming up in September. Um, You can register for that at attendequisummit.com. That's Attend e q u i s u m m i t dot com, um, where you can learn more about heat stress. You can learn more about nutritional impacts on heat stress um, and on intestinal health. Just a whole host of things. Um, but again, we'll be having that this year in September, and it's free for your viewers. And that's uh, virtual. Yes, sir. And that's uh, what's the date again? Um, that is September fifth and sixth. Okay, very good. And where do they sign up for that? Uh, They can just uh, register for that at attendequisummit.com. 
Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <music>